Yeah, and I, I see some of the stuff on the Facebook page. Um, and God, I'm doing the Facebook page. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Hector. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah. You're listening to the Nacho Kids Podcast, where we discuss all things step family related. Real stories, real people, real help. Your hosts are the creators of the Nacho Kids Method and the Nacho Kids Academy Step Family Coaching Team, Lori and David Sims. We need to make a disclaimer for this podcast episode. There is brief mention of accusations of rape. Well, welcome to the Nacho Kids Podcasts. Look how you said podcast really fast. Well, supposed to be fast, not podcast. Welcome to the Nacho Kids Podcast. (laughs) I think it's because I draw out Nacho Kids. You draw out everything, including getting ready and getting in the car and getting to places. All right. So let's talk about our guest today. (laughs) Our guests today are E.B. and Hector. Uh Uh I know them. Yeah, you do. We recorded this before their sweet baby girl was born. So sweet baby girl is here now, and she's doing fine, and she's gorgeous. Yep, yep. So E.B. and Hector have been blending two and a half years. Hector has two kids, and they just had an hours baby. Mm -hmm. So we talked to them about their blend, and let's not forget, (laughs) David, don't tell them what it is. But you think you got a high conflict by a mom? (laughs) This one's crazy, high conflict. Insane in the membrane. <laughs> you name it. She's um creative. Yeah. Good job. She's just creative. <laughs> She's very creative. <laughs> we had talked about doing a show on stories of your high conflict bio mom and crazy things they have done. So yeah. if you're interested in telling your story, email us your story at contact us at nachokids.com. And we will compile them, if we get enough, and share your story. Hmm. High conflict bio mom series. Yeah. So you just put in the subject line, HCBM, high conflict bio mom. Or you can do, I realize that I'm the high conflict bio mom. (laughs) Oh, yeah. There you go. So either one. Either one. We won't be picky. Yep. We do talk about the Nacho Kids Academy in this. And I love Hector's perspective. Mm-hmm. And, of course, EB's. Yeah, I remember the first t- call they came on. Remember, we had, you know, we have coaching calls in the academy, group coaching calls. And I recall the first time they were on, this, this dude, Hector, <laughs> he's kicked back on the couch. And I remember thinking, this dude does not want to be here. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he had, like, he, he had a beer in his hand. He was kicked back. He was chill. EB's like kind of leaning forward into the computer. So you can tell she's paying attention, you know, and I I don't know. He probably went through two or three drinks over the, over the course of the thing, but he was just so kicked back and chill. Again, I just remember thinking he's not here except for his wife probably said, you need to be here. You need to listen to this. Mm -hmm. But um, after the first one, he came back to the second one. I was shocked. And uh, he's like, yeah, uh, I, I can't remember how he said it. But basically, it was that, you know, he he kind of sat on the first one just to kind of see what it was all about. Didn't have any any real idea of 
of what it was all about or whether he'd like it. He was just kind of, you know, doing it for the wife. And it was one of those, if I can drink beer, sure, I'll go. Yeah. I think that's exactly what he said. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then he's like, wait a minute, this is it's actually interesting and it actually makes sense. And and uh, it's, they're, they're fun and blah, blah, blah. I mean, so it was, it was very interesting. And we've, we've had that kind of feedback from men a lot, honestly, where they come in, kind of tell they're reserved, they're hesitant. I'm not sure about all this stuff. And then after, you know, the first coaching call, they're like, man, this is, this is all right. This makes a lot of sense. It's, it works. Mm-hmm. And, and they they're just, not here to drag me through the mud. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we have had people say that. Like, I don't, you know, I didn't come here to be a punching bag. I'm like, well, you're in the wrong place. If you think that's what we're no, going to do. That's not necessary. Yeah. You think they're in the wrong place if they think that's what we're going to do. Yeah. Okay. Because I know um, one member <laughs> that would argue with you <laughs> and say that we have made her a punching bag several times. Does it start with a J? It starts with a J. <laughs> no, it's, you know, you we, have those. We aren't going to sugarcoat it for you. Right. I mean, do you want a friend that lets you walk around with something with like a booger. On, on your chin all day? Yeah. With a booger, a booger up I'm, your nose. Right. I mean, we just, we wouldn't let you do that. So oftentimes that means we have to kind of, I mean, cut to the chase. Honestly, it's some of these people are already kind of on the last leg. Like if it doesn't work in the next few weeks, I'm out of here. Yeah, they're done. So it's, you know, we, it's not like we can say, Hey, we're going to put you on this six month plan. Blah, blah, blah. No, dude, it's like quick. It's like, you know, trauma surgery stuff, like roll them in there, rip them open, get it fixed, put them back together. <laughs> and then after that, we, then we can go through some therapy. <laughs> yeah. Stop the bleed. Stop the bleed. Exactly. You got to fix, you know, the, the major issue to make sure things aren't going to die first. And then you can go through and, and start recovering from all the damage. Yep. But I'm very glad that they decided to be guests on our podcast because you get a couple's perspective of, their life and the academy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sure enough. You have any announcements to make before we dive into that? Well, I got a sad announcement. Uh oh. Ignite canceled the women's conference uh-uh. in October. Oh. So don't sign up for that. So the flame went out. Yeah. They just said they weren't getting a good response. And it may be because of the, the Delta variant. Yeah. yeah. The numbers are going back up. So that may be the reason, but they said that it is postponed, but I have not been given a date as to when it will be postponed to. Well, you know, I'm speaking at a conference, not about step families, but I am speaking at a conference. In Vegas. Yeah, in Vegas in October. And this was something that was scheduled for like April of 2020 or something like that. Mm-hmm. So we're a year and a half later. And yeah, and now the numbers are going back up and they're going to cancel yours too. And they might. I don't know. I got the flights that I could, that had a full refund just in case. Smart. Yep. So, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that got postponed and pushed a year, year and a half out. But we still have the Step Family Summit with Claudette Chenevere. Mm-hmm. That is September the 15th, 16th, 17th. Yeah, and there's... My understanding, there's already like a ton of buzz about that. Yes. So if you don't, if you haven't looked at that yet, you don't know about it yet, where can they go to find out more? Yep. You can use our affiliate link, 
Nobody types that anymore. www.nachokids.com slash the step family summit. V or D? V T H E. (laughs) That way, Claudette knows that you came from us. You came from the Nacho land, people. The Nacho nation. Yes. (laughs) All right. You ready to get into today's show? I reckon. All right. Very good. First, here is a word about the Nacho Giz Academy. There is a way to save your sanity and your relationship, and it's called the Nacho Kids Academy. In the Nacho Kids Academy, you will learn the skills and knowledge to properly nacho, techniques to handle step family challenges, ways to improve your communication, and much, much more. Visit NachoKidsAcademy.com and sign up today to join other step parents who are seeing the life-changing benefits of nachoing. Again, that's NachoKidsAcademy.com. Today, we have E.B. and Hector. Hey, E.B. and Hector, how are you? Good, how are you? Hey. Good. Doing doing great. Look, we got another dude on here. A dude. Real live dude. And David. <laughs> and David. <laughs> we got another dude and David. <laughs> See, um, you know, obviously you guys listen to the podcast, so you know every time I chime in, like, hey, I'm here. You know, it's usually the woman that goes, hey, David. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's because you do that perverted. Hey, hey, B. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're both happy you're both here. Yeah, um, you know, I'm sure at some point Hector and I will find some common ground to agree on about the craziness that comes from having step moms around. Okay, oh. now <laughs> not where I thought you were going to go. <laughs> you never know, really. <laughs> Exactly. You never know. <laughs> That's true. I never know. Hold on to your breeches. Oh, God, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, David, get us going. So uh, give everybody kind of a little rundown of you know, your blend, how many kids, uh, stepkids. Uh, we'll certainly get to the crazy exes later, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so just uh, kind of give everybody a, uh, an idea of how long you've been blending and that kind of stuff. I'll let you start on that. Okay. We have been together for about two and a half years. We just got married. We are expecting our first any day. Hector's got a stepson who is seven. We'll be. No, I have a, it's a real son. Oh, he's my Fine. stepson. Sorry. <laughs> my my he's a, stepson. He's a real son. <laughs> I'm so used to calling, saying stepson, stepdaughter. Hector's son, my stepson, is seven. He will be eight in September. And daughter, stepdaughter, is just turned six. We have them primarily through the year. It changes in the summer to 50-50, so it just changed with school ending to week on, week off. And you're getting ready to have a sweet baby. Getting ready to have a baby girl any day. Wow, any day. Sweet baby girl, I'm so excited. So you're going to have the challenges of the hours, kid, mm-hmm. right? They are at least very excited right now. They cannot wait to be big brother and big sister. We kind of have a unique situation because in my previous marriage, I was a stepdad. So I kind of have experience on both sides of it. Oh, so okay. So we you- did not know that about you, Hector. Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. 
bio mom has another son, an older son who lives with his dad in another state. So she does not have custody okay. of any of her children. So you do have one not real kid on your side, Hector. <laughs> yeah. Did. Did. <laughs> Did. So you don't you don't have anything to do with him anymore, like no communication, anything like that? No. Mm-mm. My parents do, but I don't. Was that hard? It was. It was hard. But over time, it's been okay. Yeah. That, that happens a lot, even in, in extended families. Like when I got divorced, there were people on my wife's side of the family that wouldn't necessarily say I was friends with them, but I would talk to them and, you know, visit sometimes and all that. I had no problems with them. But after the divorce, it's like kind of like you just had to put that wall up. You don't have any more communication with them. It causes too much problem. And, and you know, I've got what I guess what used to be nieces and nephews that I really enjoyed. And and, and after that uh, divorce, I mean, just completely just dropped off the face of the earth. I couldn't communicate with them anymore. And mm-hmm. now it's been so long that uh, there's no relationship at all anymore. That's interesting because I still have relationships with those people. Yeah. No, I was. My uh, ex's family. I was forbidden. You shall not contact my family. <laughs> <laughs> well, they don't really want anything to do with us either. We've seen them. They've come down to visit. We saw like probably two years ago now. Uh, it was your son's preschool graduation. We were all there together. And it was just like silence. Every time we're around them, like they don't, like they're, it feels like they're told not to talk to us. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. Oh, yeah. They can't breach those family bonds. Mm-mm. And he, he, baby dad, what I call, I call him baby dad, number one. He is, we believe, still very much in love with high complex bio mom. So he does whatever she says. He actually recently just had another baby with another one. So the family tree just keeps going <laughs> out. More like a bush. Goodness. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't get changed. But the the fact that high conflict bio mom has another kid, then and, and she has been very adamant that is their sibling has made this transition with our baby much easier for them to understand that is their sibling. Crazy bio mom did something right. <laughs> Not intentionally. <laughs> <laughs> well, the reason I asked you, Hector, if it was hard because I know a lot of stepmoms say. Oh, well, if my husband and I split up, I'm still going to see those kids. And I understand they're attached to the kids. But I also know that realistically, that's not a good idea. Yeah. Because what's going to happen is, you know, how would you explain to EB here when y'all started dating? Every other weekend, I get this kid that's not even mine. Yeah. It's just, it kind of adds to the complexity of things. Mm -hmm. I mean, really with me, I had two really, really young kids at the time. So, man, I'm still really young. I was very, I was very occupied. Mm-hmm. Um, so dealing with them all the time. And it was kind of the way, the best way for me to deal with it is like, this is how life is. It's not going to change. So it's got to roll with it. It is what it is. You also moved states. So that probably helped because they weren't just all right there all the time. Yeah. You're not going to run into them at Walmart. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was so happy when my ex moved out of town because there was a couple of times I saw her at Walmart. Man, how you do that ducking down the aisle like, oh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I was not sad when she moved an hour away. 
Well, I know that one time I had to like go duck down the women's lingerie section, and I'm like down up in the bras, like <laughs> trying to move around. Then I realize where I'm at, and I'm like, "Ooh, <laughs> this looks really bad." Why were you ducking? Because I didn't want to see her. Oh, okay. Like you know, she doesn't know. She doesn't need to know where I'm at and what I'm doing. <laughs> Instead, she's going to see in the lingerie. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> peeking through yeah. the bras in the Walmart. <laughs> no, I was too stealthy for that. I was the only boob in the section. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Well, let's talk about Crazy Bio Mom for a minute. Yeah. Okay. Uh, a minute? <laughs> two. What? How many parts is this series going to be? <laughs> so I guess we should probably say that, you know, there's a lot we know about the story because you two are in the Nacho Kids Academy. Mm-hmm. And and you brought a story to our attention one time, which we cannot get off of because it's just so crazy. And you know, you know what it is, the Photoshop story. So I want you to tell that one because <laughs> that blows my ever-loving mind every time I hear it. Yeah, so back when we had 50-50 custody, we were doing an exchange every few days. Uh, it was based on my schedule at the time. So like every two to three days, we were switching. Uh, and one day, I picked them up in Charlotte because that's where her man at the time was living. So it was quite the long. It was about a half hour drive to home. So they had had something go on, like a birthday party, just before this, a little bit before this. And my son was like, "Hey, Dad, you want to hear something cool?" Like, yeah, like. Mommy's got this picture of all of us together at uh, my sister's birthday party. I was like, oh, yeah, because I don't remember uh, going to that birthday party. We didn't go to that birthday party. It was a big thing. (laughs) Yeah. So I was like, okay, now I'm intrigued. Tell me about this picture of us at the birthday party. And he said that she has it next to her bed, and it's all of us, and I am superimposed into the picture like I was there. Um, so apparently since the divorce, she's become a Photoshop expert. I'm still in all the family photos. <laughs> um, and it's right next to the bed and in, a frame. Uh, in a frame, her bed, not the kid's bed, her bed, her bedroom and her bedroom. Oh, she gets to, she gets to see y'all together before she goes to bed every night. She blows Hector kisses. That's <laughs> <laughs> just so crazy. And that's one of those things, like your kid tells you that, and he was like, oh, how cool is that? Uh, <laughs> I, did, I wanted to say, well, your mom is psychotic. But I was just like, all right, so um, what do you guys want for dinner? <laughs> <laughs> There's just no good way. You're not going to start bashing her. So it's just no good way to explain to him that that's not appropriate. Yeah. So so when Hector comes in, EB, and he tells you this story, what what, what do you do? What's your response? Well, at first he sent me a text and he was like, I think we're going to end up in, because at the time we were watching a lot of Netflix documentaries about killers. <laughs> He's like, I think we're going to end up on a Netflix series. Have you ever seen that show Killer Women? Or uh-huh. Women That Kill? There's two different ones. <laughs> so yeah. that's how he started the conversation. And I was like, oh no, what happened? And that's when he told me and I was just like, oh my goodness. Um, I mean, it didn't, honestly surprised me that much because this is not the first time she's tried to ha- make them look still like a happy family. She's done kind of not to that extent, but that is, was something she was trying to portray to other people still, mm-hmm. even though it was very obvious they weren't together anymore to everyone, but her. <laughs> yeah. I, so I wasn't, it's uncomfortable, but it's like, what do you, I mean, what if we have no control? 
over what she does in that home. Mm-hmm. But this this came because the birthday party, she invited both of us actually to that birthday party. And I was like, no, I'm not going. I, it, I took a no way I'm going. <laughs> when we were going to court for custody, it was like right in the middle of that. We got ordered to take this parenting class. And at first I scoffed at it. I was like, I don't need no help being a parent. I got this. <laughs> It was actually a really good class. I actually enjoyed it and learned some things from it. Yeah, you actually told us some of the stuff that you learned. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. called Between Two Homes. It, it's a book, too. Mm-hmm. I actually ordered it and read it myself to try and learn some stuff from it. And one of those things was, like, if you if you know that you and your ex don't get along and it's going to be hostile, the kids are going to feel that. Um, so if there's a birthday party like that, do your own separate things because it's about them at the end of the day. Not about you. And if you know it's going to be a hostile situation, no reason to even open that door up. Mm-hmm. And actually, I had heard on the podcast, because David had talked about that at one point, that they decided to just do separate birthdays. And I had brought that up, too. So it was kind of like we just agreed that it was just not a good idea for us to go. Mm-hmm. The grandparents went, and that, that caused some issues. But... <laughs> Told them not to. And when they left, they said, we shouldn't have went to that damn party. <laughs> I'd tell you. Yep. They're, they're learning. I'm getting there. Um, but yeah. But the year before, at the year before birthday party, Hector tried to take a picture with the two kids and she jumped in it. And we were all there together. It was kind of like one of those deals where she was just like. She made it look like a family <laughs> portrait. So that's what I mean. Like, it's not. It's not an uncommon thing to me. So that's why we've just completely separated ourselves from, from those types of events and situations. Yeah. yeah. See, if you have Photoshop skills, you could have said, look, I'll put you in there. Don't just chill out. <laughs> <laughs> you can add yourself later, girl. Get out of my way. <laughs> I'll send you the picture. You can put whoever you want to in it. <laughs> well, you, you know, the whole birthday thing, having the combined birthdays, it creates issues or it can create issues. For instance, David went through this. Um, she goes and buys whatever she buys and tells him that he owes her $200. The whole crap for the birthday party wasn't $200 unless she went to like Macy's or somewhere to buy these balloons. <laughs> and so, of course, you know, that can cause issues. And then you've got the issue of like with his kids, they all went to the same school and it was a small school. So if and they invited friends, which party is the friends going to go to? The birthday party at mom's or the birthday party at dad's. So again, that's another issue that you have to address with the birthday parties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's why you always have the birthday party first. Have it the weekend before. <laughs> and then all the friends go to that one and nobody shows it to the other one. <laughs> You'd be like, I guess they don't like your mom. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Your mom can just put people in the picture. <laughs> she can just have little stand-ups in the corner. Look at all these people just showed up. <laughs> This year it worked out. We wound up doing a little party for her separate. And then the, their celebration they did over at their mom's, they went out on the lake with the new boyfriend and some friends. So it was just, it was different. It wound up being different. So it worked out just fine. That's good. Mm-hmm. I have it. It's actually better for them. They get two parties and twice, it feels to them like they get twice the stuff when really they get the same amount. But it feels mm-hmm. like to them they get to celebrate more than once. So, Same thing oh, with yeah. Christmas, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they had like six Christmases. They were done with Christmas by the time they reached us. They didn't even want to open half their gifts. <laughs> oh, wow. It was like, noted for next year. 
Mm-hmm. Save some money, girl. Well, you know, I'll say this because the kids are probably not listening, but there's been more than one Christmas where they got the same thing they got last year because they never opened it. <laughs> <laughs> and we were so worried that he didn't get, we were didn't get enough stuff because he didn't, because you know it, it is split, so you try not to go too crazy. And you know, I read something about kids in you know lower income homes are only getting so much from Santa, so we didn't want to overdo it with Santa and then so we tried to be pragmatic about it and then ultimately I felt like well maybe we did too much um pragmatic I know I know hold on let me look that up (laughs) the act of being praggy okay I got it (laughs) but it all I mean again it all worked out luckily for one of me um I I still don't know what it means I'll be honest (laughs) So, okay. so let's talk about when you guys came into the academy. What kind of struggles did you have? Because, I mean, of course, talking now, everybody's like, they sound like they're so happy and everything's so great. Yeah, which I do kind of feel bad about sometimes when we're on the calls. It's like everybody like looks so miserable and unhappy. And I'm like, we're really great. We're just jumping in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they need to see where they can get to. Because I remember the first time y'all showed up and y'all had that same look on your face. <laughs> yep. yep. No, we've definitely come a long way with Nacho. But... So I found the podcast originally right before we moved in together. I'm a researcher. I'm a planner. Like I, mm-hmm. I was not going to wait for all the ish to hit the fan. I was going to figure out, I was like, I'm not the first person to be in this problem, not problem, but situation. I need to know what to do. How do I handle this? Cause I was nervous. I mean, there's a high conflict bio mom. There's two kids. I don't have kids of my own. I don't know what I'm doing. We're both divorced. Like, where? What are we going to do? So I found the podcast. I found a different podcast first, but I wasn't really a fan of just the me- like the message and stuff. So when I found Nacho and you guys were like funny and and made it like easier to relate to, so I started listening to the podcast a ton. Like every, I flew through like the hundreds of episodes <laughs> that you had already, and I talked to him about it one night. I'm very lucky. I hear a lot of the story, the horror stories people have when they talk to their significant others about not joining. And he was pretty open to it. I don't think I was mean about it or anything. I think I was kind of like, Hey, came across this thinking about trying to kind of like, you know, do this. What are your thoughts? And he was like, okay. (laughs) I mean, at first you kind of talk about this on your uh, men only video that you did, David. Mm -hmm. Um, At first you're like, what the hell? Cause it was kind of sudden. You're like, what the hell? Like, does she not love them? Like, what's the deal here? Like what's really going on? But at the end of the day, like you said in your video, they're not her kids. What would you do if you were single? Right. So I'm like, okay, I understand that this is going to help her feel better about the situation and ultimately improve the relationship between them. Let's do what we got to do. We'll figure everything else out because at the end of the day, if I was single, I would still have the kids. I'd still have to figure it out. Mm-hmm. But I was just, it was a new concept to me, so I didn't really understand it yet. So I was like, oh, okay, so you're just not going to do anything with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's lock it, yourself in the room and, and be away from them. Right. But as time went on and I started listening to what she was saying about it and listening to some of the podcasts and doing the calls, it made a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. And then you can fully invest in it yourself and understand it. Right. Well, so I started, I would talk to him about the podcast all the time you know things would come up 
with hypercomplex biomom or in our situation. And I'd be like, well, you know, I heard about this. This is what somebody else did, or, you know, this is, um, you know, let's think about it maybe this way. And I, I mean, I've just learned in, in our communication, I don't try to come in and just be like, this is what we're doing. Like, well, what do you think about this? Like, this is something that's come up. What do you think about trying this? Sometimes he's down right away. Sometimes he's like, I don't like that. And then usually in a couple of days, he'll be like, so maybe we should try that. <laughs> <laughs> so it usually works out. And then the custody changed from 50-50 to him having primary. And we were all living. We just moved in. We moved into this house in March. And then custody changed right before school started in August. Of 20. Of last year. And I was like, okay, so obviously things are going to change. I'm joining the academy. Like this is the time again, I'm, I'm going to invest in it because I want to make sure we do this right. I want to have support. And I knew he wasn't listening to the podcast like I was. So I was like, you know, maybe I can get him more involved. So that way we're making sure we're communicating about all of this together. And that has been a huge help in getting us to where we are now. Yeah, and I, I see some of the stuff on the Facebook page. Um, and God, I'm join the Facebook page. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Hector. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah. But I think a lot of guys really, uh, when they're approached with this, they're so defensive to it. And they all, like, they take it completely the wrong way and, like, blow up. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's interesting, though, because when you take marriage vows, you say, I'm going to do you know, to have and to hold and sickness and health and all that stuff. You do anything for your wife, right? Except Nacho. <laughs> <laughs> this is so minor in, in life. Yeah. For her to pitch you an idea and just try it. Right. Don't just dismiss it from the get go. Yeah. And I think there's been several times when I've told people, look, if you honestly give it 30 days, if you really put 30 days into it, both of you, if you don't, if it's not working for you, then fine. Turn around, and walk off. Mm -hmm. And we've, mm -hmm. we've never had anybody stop. They always like, wow, this is not what I thought it was. This is, we've seen so much progress in such a short period of time. Give us from your point of view, Hector, what are the benefits that you see being that as it is currently, you know, you're the bio parent, she's the step parent. What's the benefits you see of her not showing and, and you stepping up as the parent and she's not, you know, trying to parent your kids and all that. So the thing that sticks out the most is their relationship is so much better now than it ever has been. She never has to be the quote unquote bad person. All the discipline comes from me. Everything comes from me and they know it. And their relationships greatly improved, which is kind of surprising when you don't understand Nacho itself. Uh, it's kind of surprising. But once you understand it, it makes sense. Mm -hmm. So she's, she's more of the, the role model. She's more of their friend, someone they can look up to and respect, of course, but I'm the one that dis I'm bad. I, I got to do that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, their relationships greatly improved. And the more involved we've gotten, so I won't lie. The first time she asked me to get on a call with you guys, I didn't know you guys. I'm like, I ain't getting on this. Nah, thanks for me. <laughs> um, but I was like, if I can drink beer while we do it, I'll, I'll sit there and drink beer because and you want me to do it. So I'll do it. Then I started realizing like, this is, these are, this is good. And as people talk, you wouldn't realize how much, how many similarities you have to a lot of couples that are going through the same thing. And maybe something that I've dealt with can help somebody else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it just helps 
too to hear that other people are going through things too. And it's like, you're just, you're just not alone. And that has, that was really helpful to me in the beginning because I was coming into this and I was like, is this something I want to deal with all <laughs> forever? Mm-hmm. This crazy lady. Cause like she does crazy stuff to, to him and the kids. But before we even got like really serious, she was doing crazy stuff to me. It was, it was a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. So finding this has really just, solidified our our relationship and then my relationship with the kids. You know, you talked about not feeling alone and the Facebook group can make you feel that way. But what do you see as the major difference between the Facebook group and the Academy? I actually don't really participate that much in the Facebook group anymore. It's just, it's so dramatic. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a lot going on. And the feedback and the advice people give sometimes is fine, um, but sometimes it's just too much. Like, it's just not, people are, are reacting emotionally instead of logically. The academy is not that way. <laughs> it is, I can post something or I usually wait for a call generally to talk about stuff and just, it's easier to, to voice it to you guys and then the other couples that are on or the other stepmoms that are on. And we kind of support each other in a much less emotional way mm-hmm. and can kind of hear each other a lot better and give better advice. I think it's just, it's more personal than like one time I did bend on the Facebook. I was just mad. One high clip like bio mom tried to state claim and earn new baby. <laughs> and I went a little, <laughs> I went a little mom bear crazy. Invented on the Facebook page and like 600 comments later, I was like, you kind of lose what you need to get because it's just it gets clogged up with a bunch of you know nacho facebook experts Mm -hmm. uh, that might have listened to a podcast or something yeah exactly (laughs) i'd leave him if i was you (laughs) (laughs) but that's the thing a lot of it um people post it it's just like bad marriage problems it's not even about the kids and stuff it's just bad marriage problems Mm. But they don't realize that yet because it's easier for them to blame the stepkids. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, and once somebody joins the academy, there's things that I don't divulge to them. I let them come to their own realization. Realization. And when they say, oh, da 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 da, I'm like, ding, 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 you're on to round two. <laughs> because <laughs> you have to realize that stuff yourself. If I tell you, it's not going to have the same impact. And a lot of the people in the Facebook group, yeah, they're off the chain. I call it the island of misfit stepmoms. <laughs> <laughs> and there there are a handful of people that get it. And there are a million people in there that don't. And they don't want to get it. They just want somewhere to complain. Yeah. I had a lady today that um, said, I think I'm in the wrong group because there's no nacho in our house. You know, they're my kids. They're our kids. We're a team. And I replied, I'm like, that's great for you. I'm so happy for you. But yeah, this group's not for you. And she said, I wasn't trying to be ugly. <laughs> I wasn't either. You know, no. we know Nacho one's not for everybody. Uh-huh. And it looks different for everybody too, I think. Because sometimes I'll try and, even when I try to explain things in a call on how we do things, it might not work for another family. Because I feel like we're a team. Yes. I support him in being a parent to his kids more. I, I do more with them now mm. than I did in the beginning. Cause even in the beginning, I forget. I don't even remember what I asked his daughter to do something. 
and she goes, um, or I didn't, I didn't even ask her to do something. I think we were just talking and she said, I don't have to listen to you or you can't tell me what to do or something like that. And I was like, well, I'm not telling you what to do. So I guess we're good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, but now we've gotten to the point where like, if he's busy doing something or he's with his son and I'm with his daughter, like I'll be like, you know, did you brush your teeth or did you do this yet? Did you get your stuff ready for school tomorrow? And they respond and they're fine. Mm-hmm. It's gotten, and, and I think honestly, the, the baby has really helped with that in us getting married has helped with that. I was terrified about us getting married just because of all the things I've heard on the podcast and stuff with, with people. How, how things change. Yeah. I think we did it maybe because it was so calm and kind of like low key. When did y'all get married? <laughs> you want like a, week a week ago. So the honest truth is, we took our lunch break and went to the little courthouse and got married real quick. And went back to work. <laughs> then we went back to work. Yep. Wow. Well, we wanted to legally get married before baby girl came. <laughs> right. I knew that because you had told us that. Yeah. We're going to do a celebration next year, like lo- like a small thing mm. with our family, like close family and friends and stuff. But we could, you know, he communicated to them about it before. He was like, he had already told them, obviously, they knew I was pregnant and we we're going to have a baby. And then he had mentioned to them, you know, we're going to get married. And then he came home that day and said, hey, we got married. <laughs> <laughs> I think because we didn't make it a huge deal, they didn't make it a huge deal. Mm-hmm. I was really nervous about it, but they seemed okay. They're good, yeah. I mean, I came home from work to tell them real quick. I work really close to home. So I came home from work to tell them by myself. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, here's what happened today. I don't want you to be all surprised later. And my son runs up and he's like, let me see the ring. <laughs> and... I hold it out and he's like sniffing it and looking at it. He's like, mm, is that real? Yeah, they didn't believe it. <laughs> he's like, all right, I, I guess it's real. But then, they, but then they were happy about it. Of course they didn't believe him. They're thinking, who in the world goes and gets married on their lunch break? <laughs> yeah. yeah. His daughter, was. she didn't believe it. And then later when I saw, well, got home and saw them, they were like, did you get married today? And we were like, I was like, yep. And they were like, let me see your ring. I was like, well, it looks just like daddy's. And, you know, like I said, we didn't, we didn't overcomplicate it. So I don't think they did. That's so romantic. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back for a second. Um, EB, I want to talk about kind of the different levels of, of nachoing because people often, uh, they come in and we're, you know, we're triaging their relationship and we're going, mm-hmm. you know, you, you need to back off from, you know, talking to the kids right now and, you know, there's so much tension and going on and all that. And they kick, a lot of people kick into this, this state of mind of, oh my gosh, this is how it's always going to be. I'm always going to be detached and I'm, I'm never going to be able to have that teamwork like you talk about. And it's, it's something that we have to tell every single couple that comes through there, which is, our goal is to not calm things down. Our goal is to fix the problems, but we have to calm things down before we can do that. And you're kind of getting to that point and you've been there for a little bit already where you're seeing that what you couldn't do before you can now do. And you're starting to come together more as a team. And even though Hector is still the primary parent and he's still doing all the discipline and all that, you still have now the ability uh, to come in and you can say things like, Hey, why don't you pick up the dishes? And they don't get all freaky about it. Mm-hmm. You know, if you would have done that a year ago, they'd be like, Oh my God, you're not my mom. <laughs> and it's because you've taken the time to build that relationship with them. And you and Hector are a team. He comes to the calls with you. 
Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. very impressive because a lot of times people do it in secret. Yeah. Their husband can't know that they're doing this because they'll think they don't love my kids. No, I've been very open about it from the beginning. And that's probably because of things that have happened to me in the past with my my former marriage. The communication was so poor that with him, even for about anything, I have been very honest and open from the very beginning. Even when we first started dating, I was I want kids and you've got to, are you, are you into this or not? And who starts dating somebody like that? Right. But I was, I'm not, I'm not trying to waste your time. waste my time. This is something I want. So, you know, if, if that's cool, if that's something that interests you, let's continue to see each other. If it's not, no hard feelings. He's like, as long as I can drink a beer. <laughs> yeah. So this conversation actually happened. It really did happen. Intoxicated at a karaoke bar. Yes. <laughs> I was mid set, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he was not mid set, that's why. But so I've just that's how I have approached this relationship from the beginning is is being very open about communication. So immediately when I found I said when I found the podcast, I started talking to him about it, probably more than he wanted to hear about it. But we respected each other enough to hear each other out. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't always jump on board with all all the ideas and things that I talk about, but like I said, it's a, it's a mutual respect. So when I went to him with this, he was open to it, at least to, to try it, because what's the harm? Mm-hmm. Right. And I think a lot of times in blended families, that's what we need is to be open to things. Mm-hmm. A lot of it's trial and error. And you have to figure out what's going to work for you. And a lot of times people will say, oh, there's many ways to nacho. No, there's not. There's different levels of it, like you said, You may be involved with helping them get ready for bed, but you may not be involved with schoolwork or things like that. We see people that say, oh, well, I nacho by cutting off the Internet. No, (laughs) you're not nachoing. (laughs) And it's hard to convey that to people of, yes, there's different levels of it. And what is different is the stressors. So what may stress you, EB, is different than what may stress me. So those are the things that I have to nacho versus you don't have to nacho those things because you don't care about it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't bother you. So there's like these guidelines that you have to stay in or it's not going to work. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the things in the beginning that was really stressing me out was school. I'm very a type. I'm very organized. I, like I said, I'm a planner. I'm a doer. Not that Hector's not that way. He just has a different way of doing things. So, I mean, they're young. So, and obviously it's him learning how to be a parent with kids in school, which is new, and then doing it on his own. Mm-hmm. And I was not a fan of how he was doing everything. And at first I was trying to step in and, and help and was definitely giving my opinion where it wasn't wanted. And when I started listening to all the podcasts and stuff, I was like, okay, I got to not just school. I got I to gotta leave it alone. As much as it pains me, because I want them to be great at school, they're so smart. I'm going to leave it alone. He's going to deal with it. Mom's going to deal with it. And that's it. Mm-hmm. And that was such a relief. Like, it was like a huge, huge weight lifted for me. Yeah. Well, you know, the type A personality, you come in and you're like, I see all these problems that I can fix. And I see all these things that even are problems, but I can make better. And so I'm just going to, mm-hmm. you know, come in here and save everybody. <laughs> it just blows all up in your face. It's not only my nature, it's my job to an extent. 
Mm-hmm. So, like, even when we first started dating and I was seeing the, the void of things that mom wasn't doing for them, I was like, well, I can feel that easy. No problem. I know all about that. And so that was, it wasn't necessarily an intent to be their mom. It was just meant to, I was going to help fill the gap. Mm-hmm. But then I learned that that's not my purpose. If I can help with it, that's fine if it works out that way. But if it doesn't, it doesn't. Right. And we know that a lot of teachers struggle a lot in the blend with the schoolwork thing. Mm-hmm. Because they're like, this is what I do for a job. I can teach these mm-hmm. kids. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the same at all. And I'll be honest with you, my son, he does really good in school, but it drove me crazy when I would see unfinished assignments or missing assignments. And I'd ask him about it, and he's like, oh, da, da, da. <laughs> <laughs> And so I was stressing about it, and he wasn't. And I never understood that because when I was in school, I would never miss an assignment. I mean, oh, no. And I would never not know, or I would never, yeah not know when a test is. I was just prepared. Yeah. And I couldn't understand why he was the way he is. And then it hit me. His goals are different than mine. My goal was to see a hundred on that paper. His goal is to just get an A so I don't fuss at him (laughs) because I know he can get one. So I told him, I said, if you make straight A's all year, I'll give you 500 bucks. Girl, I hadn't stressed about school since. (laughs) he's on it. Like he even told one teacher, (laughs) he even told (laughs) a teacher, she said he was late on an assignment. And he said, well, when I went to go do it, you had closed out the time. And she's like, yeah, but I opened it back up. He said, but I was at work at that time. And he threatened to go to the principal if she didn't let him make that up. (laughs) Yep. Well, that's where that motivation, his motivation's money. I don't know. I try to motivate him with more money. Oh yeah. You know what David did? (laughs) I'll give you $1,000 if you make all D's. <laughs> <laughs> you see what I'm up against? Y'all know what I'm up against. Not not chewing, David. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm, on a, I'm on a whole different level of not chewing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> yeah, see, uh, her son and I conspire against her most of the time. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> Matter of fact, we've done something to her recently she hasn't realized yet. So it's kind of shocked me that it's gone this long as she hasn't realized it, but she will one day. <laughs> That's uncomfortable. <laughs> yes, that is the perfect word for that, E.B. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we pulled a prank on her. It just hasn't, she just hasn't noticed it yet. And now I'm not going to be able to focus on anything else. <laughs> Anxiety through the roof. Yeah, it'll, <laughs> it'll jump out at her one day. It might not even be real. He might just be playing you. She's going to be opening every cabinet. Whoa. <laughs> Duncan. Yeah, open the knife drawer really slowly. <laughs> but I keep saying I'm like really nervous because everybody talks about their teenagers in their house all the time and we don't have teenagers. I'm just like, okay, well, it's probably going to change when they're teenagers. Things are going to change. So we'll just have to roll with the punches at that point. Like, although I can tell them things now, I don't discipline ever. Right. Um, I, I yelled at them one time because. They were kept saying they were bored and that just makes my blood boil. We've got a huge playroom upstairs mm-hmm. with everything in it, toys, stuff outside. And 
they said they were bored and I had that lost it. And I said, you use that again, I'm going to charge you for it. <laughs> That's it. And they remember. Mm-hmm. But he supported it. Yes. Oh, that was a point I was going to make before, too. I know I'm bouncing all over the place. You're it's fine. probably not helpful for your listeners. But the reason that I think that they are so okay with me kind of talking with them about things is that he has been so supportive of me doing it. Mm-hmm. I'm not overstepping, but there was a point where they weren't listening to me about anything. And he was, you need to listen to her. It was something as simple as getting in the car or something. I can't remember exactly what it was, but he was like, why aren't you listening to her? She's asking you to do something, you do it. Mm-hmm. So she's very supportive. And I don't think because I don't overstep, when I do ask them to do something, they do it. Right. She wasn't outwardly upset about it. I was. So now they have the mindset, if I don't listen to her, she's going to be pissed off. So when, when Hector did that, though, did you know he's like, you need to listen to her. Um, EB, were you standing there behind him going, yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, no, I just kept right on going. I got in the car. I shut the door. Yeah. They were just like, all right, time to get in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, he's mad. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'll do it. And if it gets, if they don't like want to do like, if it's something so simple and I'm, and if, if he's already asked them to do it and they don't do it, I go, I want to do that. Before dad realizes you didn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. I don't have to get that involved. Right, because that way you're you're kind of on their team. Like I'm trying mm-hmm. to help you not get in trouble. Yes. Mm-hmm. Didn't Dad ask you to do that? You're still not doing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You might want to do that before Dad sees that you didn't and gets mad. Mm-hmm. Or even as simple as Dad's having a bad day today, you might want to make sure you picked up all your toys or something. Because again, it's like you're their friend. You're trying to help them. Mm-hmm. And I know you've heard us tell the stories of how David would. Help me get brownie points with his kids, mm-hmm. bringing them stuff. And he'd say, here, give this to him. Tell him you got it. And I'm like, I'm not lying. And he's like, oh, my God, just give it to him. <laughs> and that helped with my relationship with them because they would be like, oh, Lori thought about me. I remember when I first started fully nachoing, all of a sudden they had no cereal they liked. And they would say, Lori, we don't have any whatever it was. I was like, go tell your dad. And they'd tell him, and he'd say, Lori does the grocery shopping. <laughs> <laughs> so they got to the point they would write it on the board, and sometimes they'd put please beside it or something. But <laughs> a lot of times the kids don't know to appreciate you till you stop doing those things. And so when I stopped doing them, all of a sudden it's, Lori's the reason we had all the good cereal, because Daddy's not going to buy that crap. So let's be nice to Lori or appreciate her doing this. Their complete attitudes changed toward me. And don't worry about when they become teenagers because you already have a great nacho foundation. Mm -hmm. So when little Susie smarts off you and rolls her eyes, you know the tools to use. Yeah. Oh, they already roll their eyes. I mean, they are half their mom. So (laughs) it's, um, you know, it's, I, I, and I guess we're just, I'm, I'm planning because, like I said, um, I know that things are going to get different. If the teenagers are different anyway. Mm-hmm. Even if they were ours, they would be different. So it's just, uh, there will be an ebb and a flow of Nacho. It's not mm-hmm. going to be the same now as it is then. Right. Trying to prepare them for that. Yeah. And don't put Life 360 on your phone and watch the stepkids speed and go, Hector, they went four miles over the speed limit. What are you going to do about it? Yeah. <laughs> 
You know, they're on our insurance, Hector. If they get a ticket, our insurance goes up. Everybody's, not just theirs. Who's going to pay for that crap? <laughs> it sounds like you've said all that before. I have. <laughs> <laughs> you used to drive me crazy. Well, a lot of times I wouldn't say, what are you going to do about it? But that's what you heard. Oh, of course that's what I heard. I'd be like, Ethan's going 98 miles an hour on the interstate. I'm like, that thing lies. <laughs> <laughs> He's not really going 98 miles an hour. I'm texting him going, slow down. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, when I re-engaged, I would text him, which was probably a really bad idea if he was speeding, because he might would have chosen to look at his phone. <laughs> but I would text him and say, slow your roll, buddy, instead of getting mad at him or arguing with David about it. Yeah. Yeah, an understanding that we're going to have to kind of give and take on some things as our life progresses and changes. And you've learned from me, be careful what rules and expectations you have for those stepkids because sweet baby girl Mm -hmm. is going to grow up and she's going to want this and you're going to go, oh, that's fine. And Hector's going to go, wait a minute. (laughs) When it was my kids, it wasn't (laughs) fine. And you're going to go, oh, Hector. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. Too, so. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's been so many times when Jackson does something or, you know, it's very similar to what my kids would do. And I'm looking at her going, hmm, how are you going to handle this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you can tell on her face before I even say anything. You, she just knows. She's like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe this. This is happening. <laughs> Did you say a minute ago, uh, this is his kid, too? Is that what you said? Yeah. 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 But it, it's still going to be different, girl. Mm-hmm. Sweet little baby girl wants to stay up and watch Teletubbies. That's fine. His kids want to stay up and watch Teletubbies now. Oh no, bedtime's nine fifteen sharp. It's nine fifteen and ten seconds. They better be asleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, one challenge that you guys might run into, and I hope you don't, but oftentimes when there's an hours kid that comes in the picture, the the kids, the, your step kids, uh, EB, they're going to they're going to realize that. The hours kids getting a lot more attention. They may they may start acting up or having some resentment toward the hours kid. And, and what I hope it doesn't happen, mm-hmm. although we see it sometimes, is that we see that the biological parent will not have as much to do with the hours kid because they start having this guilty parent syndrome. They start feeling guilty that the the step kids, you know, they're not there all the time. And the hours kid is there all the time. And they feel bad about that. And there just becomes this parenting struggle about how to, you know, to make everything pragmatic. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like we've told you before, you know, some of these things that a lot of people don't. So you are way more prepared. Mm-hmm. And the kids, yeah, there's probably going to be at some point that they're jealous. But we've talked about that with y'all about letting them be involved with things and, oh, thank you for helping me. You're such a great big sister. And thank you for helping. You're such a great big brother and sweet little baby girl's going to look up to you and you can teach her all this stuff. The more you get them involved in a positive way, the better. We see it too often where stepmoms are like, I don't even want those stepkids touching my baby. Mm-hmm. And they're causing more conflict in their homes than they realize by trying to segregate those kids, because they're not going to be able to bond if you keep them away from each other. Yep. And the other thing, too, is you guys are at a, at a stage where you know what to look for. And so at the at the very first sign of anything like that, you're going to already be all over it. 
you know, especially you being a, a planner and a maximizer and all that, you're kind of, you just have your, your finger on the heartbeat of everything that's going on in your family. So I don't have any doubt that you're going to see the signs uh, well in advance. Just make sure that your planning is not actually fortune telling. Yeah. 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 It is a definitely a delicate balance because I, I don't want to will something into existence, but it's just trying to be mindful of things. Mm-hmm. So me being the over planner and then him not being the over planner kind of brings it, brings me back a little bit sometimes because I'll say, well, what about this, 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 this? And he's we'll deal with it later. Mm-hmm. We'll deal with it when it comes up. I gotta get through elementary school first. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What about college though? (laughs) (laughs) So it's it's a team effort. Yeah. It is. Y'all are doing a great job. Mm Mm-hmm. You are. You are kicking butt. You're working well together with your issues where a lot of people are closed minded and they're no, I don't want to hear that nacho crap. Oh, okay. So it's better to not hear the nacho crap and give it a 30 day try and let's get divorced Mm -hmm. or let's split up our family. Yeah. It's kind of ridiculous when you think about it. And I, I, my head spins every time I hear somebody say it's so expensive. The Academy is $49 a month. And I'm like, okay, so just to try for a month is $49 and your relationship's not worth a $49 try. Did you spend that much at McDonald's if you have a decent size family? (laughs) I don't even miss it. Like, I don't even notice it. That's what's kind of sad. And I kind of said this earlier, but I mean, hopefully you would do anything for your significant other. Mm -hmm. Uh, Anything in the world. It's like an hour phone call. You can be on the call for like an hour, once a month. That requires nothing from you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Really. An hour of your time. Mm -hmm. Is your significant other worth an hour of your time? Mm -hmm. And you get entertainment. (laughs) yeah Yeah. i mean it's definitely the value is there i mean it's definitely worth way more than what Mm -hmm. you know the 49 dollars. it's just it drives me crazy that people don't value their relationship enough to invest anything in it Uh, whether it's 49 dollars or whether it's something else doesn't matter Mm -hmm. and you know Lori and i are always investing in our relationship whether it's investing in our relationship by going to conferences or reading books or um, spending time together doing certain things. I think people miss the fact that once you get to a certain stage in a relationship, you don't stop. You have to keep going. You have to keep, as you guys brought up about communication, that's something you have to constantly work on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that's a big mistake people make. They get in there and they get comfortable. And then the next thing you know, they're like, oh, my relationship is terrible and we're on the rocks and we're about to get divorced. Well, it's because you ignored everything for so long. Mm-hmm. In- invest in your relationship, invest in yourself and each other. Well, and it pays off. And most people, unlike y'all, spend more than $48 on a wedding. True. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there was even a point where, like, there was a point where I was like, I feel like we're doing really good. Maybe, maybe I'll cancel it. If we start having issues, I can always jump back on or whatever. And then I always convince myself that, you know, it's not, it's not that much. And, you know, now we've got baby girl coming. So maybe I should stay on until at least we get through that in this new transition. And it's always, well, now then this is going to happen. So maybe we should stay on. So I just, I never end up doing it because it's just, even like we were saying, like we sign on to these calls and sometimes we don't even really have much to say, but we just, we still want to be part of the group mm-hmm. because it's just helped us so much. And then if something does come up, you guys are there and I don't, I'm not worried about it at all. I was in therapy for 
quite some time after my separation and doing that. And then when I got to a healthy point, I stopped going. And then this kind of just picked up in place for me. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like my therapy. (laughs) 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 Well, the one thing I love, I love about people like you guys that get to this point and you still stay is I love the fact that you still show up and you support the other people because it's it's really important as a community that it's other step families supporting step families and you're able to look at people and say look we were there and we made it and it's not been that long ago because people can look at us and go well yeah but it's been so long since you guys went through what you went through and oh but the pain's still there oh yeah it is um yeah. and and oftentimes people ask you know how long is it going to take before we start seeing progress and and so it's very comforting for people to look at other people and go, oh, wait a minute, you've only been in the academy for six months and you've made this much progress? And you're like, yeah, yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's pretty life-changing. Mm-hmm. And matter of fact, the, the very first person that ever signed up for the academy when it was first launched, she's still a member. Mm-hmm. She said Nacho is a way of life for her. Yep. <laughs> it is, for sure. That's the thing, too, is we're not perfect. We'll never be perfect. We're doing well right now. Um, I hope to continue that. <laughs> But I remember specifically one time, and I'll tell a quick story. I won't take too much time telling this story. You're fine. When I was still married to my ex, I was laying in bed. I was working nicer at the time. And I was watching a NASCAR race. She came in and she was like, you need to pay to have X, Y, and Z done in my car. I'm not driving. I'm not driving the other car. I said, there's another car. I can't afford that right now. So drive the other car. I'm going to take care of that other car now. She told me, well, how about I go to where you work and I'm going to tell them you raped me. What? And I was like, what? And she was like, you did. You don't remember raping me last night? And I was like, oh my God. And my job is not the type of job that you can have allegations like that. You guys know. Uh, It's it's very serious. Yeah. So immediately I had to get on the phone and start making phone calls and typing memos and doing all this stuff because she's accusing me of rape. And she still, to this day, she wrote her paper to get into nursing school about me raping her. And the domestic violence relationship. And domestic violence. Yeah. So I tell that story because there was someone, I won't mention my name, in the, on one of the calls. And she was telling the story kind of similar. Uh, but when I shared my story, you could see like her head was down and everything. She was just beaten down to me. And when I told that story, a brief part of it, I think I actually sent it in a side message. Instantly, her whole demeanor changed because there was someone like her. Mm-hmm. And if our only, if, even if we were perfect and our only role was to do that in the academy, it's worth it. Yes. Because you might save somebody else. Yeah. Well, Hector, I don't know that if you know this or not. I know we talk about it on one of the podcasts, probably maybe the first one. Um, but the entire Nacho Kids method, the academy, er- everything we're doing, this podcast, it all was born out of us wanting to take all the mess we went through and just help somebody. If we can help somebody not go through what we went through, and that's where all this came from. Yeah. So I, I applaud you for that. And we're so thankful that you did. I don't know if we would be here if you didn't. And see, that makes my heart happy. Yeah, because it's it's hard to do. It's easier now than it was, but doing this first, I mean, we've told this before too, but we actually started this podcast several years ago, and we got to about episode three, and we were like, we can't do it. We never even released them. It was me. I couldn't do it. It. Brought back that post-traumatic stepmom disorder. 
it really is like PTSD. It really is. Yeah, I was re-feeling that hurt over and over. And I'm like, I just, I can't do it right now. And even though I've overcome a lot of those things, there are still certain topics that are very sensitive to me. And I'm very introverted. And so for me to go in public and be like, yeah, we were messed up. We almost got divorced and I hated the kids. They hated me and all this stuff. It's That is so not me. But when we talked about it, I was like, I've got to do it because I got to help other people. I mean, because we were really about to end. There, I mean, one phone call, really. Oh, yeah. Probably one number. I probably had all the other numbers programmed in the phone ready to go. Yeah, I was coming home going, is she going to still be there today? You know, part of me was like, hopefully yes, hopefully no. I don't know. <laughs> Don't really care, really, at this point. <laughs> and I remember, um, and I've said this, and, and I mean it. I had asked David one time, I said, do you wish I would die? And that's how I felt. I felt like everybody wished I would die. If I would have had a car wreck and died, the world would have rejoiced, especially his family and him and the kids, because that's how I felt. And that's a horrible feeling. Yeah. And a lot of stepmoms feel that way, and it's sad. Mm-hmm. I think just because we were so proactive about stuff, I was not going to let this relationship fall apart like my last one did. Yes. And we both had very toxic relationships prior to this. So we both came in really hurt Mm -hmm. and didn't want that again. So that was what we focused on in making sure that this was going to work. The other thing that kind of blows my mind are people that like are in your situation where they're having an hours kid. And then they start saying, I just think it might be easier to get divorced. And I'm like, do you not realize you're going to be in another blended family at some point? And now you've got to deal with, yet yeah, now your current kid that you're having is going to be tossed back and forth. And and you're going to have some of the same issues. Especially when it's they're viewing it as a stepkid issue. Mm-hmm. I don't like their kid. And I don't want their kid around my kid. Well, you get divorced. What do you think is going to happen? Your kid's going to be around that kid yeah. without your supervision. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> yes. And I do want to say something that I was always impressed with y'all for being so proactive mm-hmm. and not waiting until you got to where we did to reach out for help, because that's what a lot of people do. They wait until they're hurting and angry and just miserable and then try to reach out for help when they've only got one foot in the door to try to save their relationship. Yeah. Yeah, and you've seen those on the calls. You know, like you said, they come into the call and they just look like mm-hmm. this is the end of the world for them. I'm defeated. It breaks my heart. Mine yeah. too, girl. Yeah, and it's like, wow. I've also seen guys come in that I haven't seen before, and they just look like they're so pissed off to be there. And they're like looking at their significant other with this evil look. And I'm looking at her like, you think they got domestic violence going on? <laughs> like, are they okay? Like, is she like, okay? Why are they- so mean. Like that guy's such a jerk. Like, don't be a d bag. Like, if you're gonna be there, be there. Yeah. Like, give it a chance. Mm-hmm. What do you have to lose? Really? Yeah. You have everything to gain. Honestly, in my opinion, that's just mine. Mm-hmm. But I always, yeah, I always say how like fortunate I am because I hear some of the horror stories on the podcast and stuff. And I listen to it in the morning when I'm getting ready, usually. And he'll like hear bits and pieces of it. And he's, <laughs> what did that guy do? And I'm just like. <laughs> Yeah, that, that seems to be like the thing people are doing. I'm just, thank you so much for Yes. Yeah. Like, this is cliche, but sometimes you just got to do some soul searching as a man. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. you really do. 
Like, don't be that guy. It's kind of like the whole, you know, men won't ask for directions kind of thing. Yeah. You know, it's like men, men won't admit that they don't have all the answers and they need direction in their relationship and their communication skills. And, um, just suck it up, buttercup. You know what? It's, it's coaching. Mm-hmm. If you, you find anybody who's a top athlete, they have coaches. You find anybody who's a bodybuilder, they have coaches. You have anybody who's a top executive, they have coaches. It's the same thing. You want to improve your life and your skill set, then you go get coaching. And that's what we do. Well, and I think a lot of the men, they're waiting for us to attack them. <laughs> yeah. For us to say, you're a crappy parent. If you'd make little Johnny pick up his dirty dishes, you wouldn't have any blended family issues. And then they realize after a while, well, the ones that aren't D-bags, realize after a while that, hey, wait a minute, they're really trying to help us, not just the female or the stepmom or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because oftentimes they realize that we're going, you know what, we know that you're doing it, but we also know why you're doing it. And you may not know why you're doing it. Mm -hmm. And we can help you with that. Yep. Mm -hmm. Well, there was definitely, before he um, started joining the calls and stuff, I would try to explain things or like come to him with some concepts, not just like your normal little everyday things, but kind of like bigger concepts. And it was, it was hard to explain it. So I was, maybe if he comes on a call, Lorraine, David will explain it. (laughs) Coming from somebody else who's been through it and he'll hear it different. Because sometimes it's just, when your significant other says something and then somebody else says something, it's just different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like when your parents tell you something, you're like, whatever. And then somebody else can tell you and you're like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) So I think that that was super helpful because it just kind of wasn't me being this bad guy. It was you guys. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I see him that t-shirt. It says, be like David. (laughs) My (laughs) (laughs) Well, really, it's not anything like you expect it to be. And no one can really just explain it to you. Um, you have to actually invest some kind of time in it. Mm-hmm. One hour a month, mm-hmm. not a whole lot to ask for at the, at the least. And mm-hmm. it's just totally different than you'd expect. You hear Nacho Kids and that's why you're like, oh, cool name, cute. Um, <laughs> but it's it's helpful. And these are real people going through real things mm-hmm. like you are. Yeah, exactly. It has been great having y'all as guests. Yep. And I'm so excited about Baby Girl. I better be one of the first few people you send a picture to when you have baby girl. <laughs> yeah, I think you're the first. Well, we're not going to post her on Facebook, but we'll let you guys know. I don't want her to end up in a picture in, in high conflict by house. Yeah, so I think this is the first baby that's been born in the Nacho Kids Academy. So yes. it'll be the Nacho Baby. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> first, first Nacho Baby. First Nacho Baby. She's famous. But I am glad, Hector, that you let us know that Bio Mom was crazy when y'all were together and it didn't just happen yeah. oh, no, she, when E B got in the picture. Yeah. She tore him down. He was he was broken. Dude, that's crazy. Oh, E B rescued the puppy. Okay. So y'all need to you need to write a book. Okay. <laughs> I will help you come up with a name, but it's got to be the crazy bio mom stories. Yeah. That's just a a brief glimpse into uh the ex. E.B. and Hector, I want to thank you for being on the show and telling us your story and, and also telling us about your adventures in the Academy and your experience with it. And again, we applaud both of you, Hector, especially for stepping in and being the man. Hey, it was her idea to join. Teamwork. Okay. 
Again, thank you, Hector, for being the man. Good response. <laughs> Look, I hate to say it, but none of this works without me. <laughs> he just gave us a teamwork prop, and just, then he took it just, over. I'm just kidding. Look, there's no I in team, but there is an ME. All right, look, <laughs> let me be pragmatic. It is team. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. You guys have a good evening. We'll talk to you later. Thank you, guys. Oh, David. Oh, what? We need men. I'm good. I don't. <laughs> I don't I'm, I'm, no. We need more stepdads. Or bio dads that are in a blend to be guests on our podcast. Oh yeah, we have had actually several requests lately mm-hmm. from people who are like, "We want to hear from more guys." We also have had several requests for you to do a Q and A coaching call by yourself in the academy, and we got to get that on the calendar. I know. What are you waiting on? All right, David, you're going to be the only one doing the Q&A call on October the 9th. We're not going to be in town. Who? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know if that's a real date or not. <laughs> All right, we'll figure that out. All right. But if you want to be an anonymous guest on our podcast, email us at contact us at nachokids.com. Tell us if you're a stepdad or a bio dad in the blend, and we will reach out and get you scheduled for a recording and awesome. make you anonymously famous. Anonymously famous. <laughs> hey, I did good. I picked the right date. October 9th, David will be doing the men's call. All right. So Q&A call all by himself. There you go. All right. So guys, get into the academy. Ladies, get your guys into the academy for October 9th if they want to Join in a men's only coaching call with just me. No woman's allowed. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if I'm going to have a separate women's one that night or if I'm just going to take a nap. Y'all just talk and chit chat and all that stuff. What, not have a Q&A call? No, that's what y'all would do. Oh, yeah, you're probably right. We just hear a bunch of giggling going on. Yeah, we'd be talking about y'all. Well, not everybody has the ability to, to join from two different devices in the same home. That's true. So that's probably not a good idea. But you can call from your phone. I know that, but you know how hard it is for some of these people to find a place to hide? One and get can them? hide in the closet upstairs, <laughs> and one can hide in the basement downstairs. All right. Well, whatever you want to do. Okay. But we'll make it happen October 9th. October 9th. We're going to make it happen, y'all. I know you're excited. I am, too. <laughs> All right. I think that's it, David. All right, folks. That is our show for today. Oh, we do have a special announcement coming up next week. Oh. Well, I guess you'll be have to be here next week to figure that out. It's a really special announcement. Okay. All right. Can't wait. Okie dokie. I'm scared. I can't wait. Okie dokie. <laughs> All right. Join us next week as uh, you hear about the special announcement. But until then, remember that life is good. When you nacho. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Nacho Kids podcast. Find us online at nachokids.com. Until next time, remember, life is good when you nacho.